<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Everything Culture. I'm Drake of B. Drake, and welcome to our first series, The Culture of Child Welfare. Love it, man. 25 items on my dresser. Yes, sir. I got stuck in pain. So, when touching in on this series, I hope y'all go back and listen to the makings of Mr. D713 to get to know a little bit more about my personal life and what I went through as a child. And it kind of pushed me to go into my career. So part of my career when I started out is was in child welfare. I graduated in 2009 with my bachelor's in psychology, minor in sociology, and throughout my education, as well as in college and in high school, I really had an emphasis on child welfare or psychology in total, you know, trying to get to learn why do people do what they do. If you haven't learned by listening to the makings of you or listening to everything culture, um, I think hopefully you know that by now. But I worked for the state of Texas. I worked for the Department of Family Protective Services for almost two years, uh, maybe a little bit over a year and a half. And during that, I was a conservatorship two worker at the state of Texas, that's what you call it, or CPS, all right? And we're gonna go into the detail about those different positions. And I was there for, once again, a little bit over a year and a half. And then I transitioned into an organization by the name of Child Advocates. And I was there for three years as a volunteer supervisor, a volunteer coordinator, serving as a guardian that light on, um, serving the children's best interest. And I was in that position for three years once again. And then I moved into a recruitment training retention manager position, which I was a trainer. Uh, of course, went out in the community, recruited. I was more on outreach side. And I was able to, you know, do my best to retain well over 700 plus volunteers and, you know, recruit so many more. But really use my talents and my skills and my experience to bring more people that had like minds to serve the children in need in Harris County, uh, region 6A to be more specific. Uh, but we did all around, let me tell you that. But throughout my journey, throughout my work, throughout my, what this, 10 years in this work, working for the state and working for a nonprofit, I really 
grown within this position. I really grown within this work. It it became it is part of me. I don't think it became a part of me. It's always been a part of me. And I was able to share my experience and share my uh, love for people. And I learned throughout the process. Let me tell you that I'm still learning. So some of you all may already know about my CPS stories and my CPS tips. If you come, if you follow me from TikTok, you know this already. But I'm going to go in more detail about that here at this series. We're going to be talking to judges and attorneys that worked in family law and juvenile justice that's involved in CPS um, for child welfare or CPS cases. We're going to be talking to CPS caseworkers and social workers. We're going to be talking to service providers. We're going to be talking to non-biological parents as well as biological parents that had their kids in custody or CPS involvement. We're going to be talking to family members. You know, what does it look like from the perspective of a family member that may have a relative in CPS custody and what can you do? We're also going to be talking to children or former children who are now adults who aged out of the system or was in the CPS system or child welfare for a certain moment in their life. And I think that's the best way for us to learn. You know, we all can assume, we all can put out our own personal perspectives, but actually hearing a gathered perspectives or uh, for individual and once again gathered, I think it's absolutely influential and absolutely beneficial to us all. Once again, the pillars here, everything, culture, respect, communication, and consistency. I'm going to say it again later on throughout this episode, which we ain't going to be here for long. Um, but you may hear some things that's going to be bothersome. You may have some you may have some personal experiences that you may want to share or you may still be upset about. That's OK. You know, I, I look forward to the comments, the the good ones, the bad ones. But my full goal, my whole priority here is for us to learn from these conversations, from us to learn from these episodes, um, either that you're listening to us or that you're watching us. That is my goal. And if you know someone that may be interested, you have some more advice, you have something you want to update, update, please feel free to reach out. That's our goal. Please feel free to email. You can call us. You can find us on any of our social medias. You can DM me, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, I, all those ways possible. But I really want to engage with you all. And once again, on our pillars of respect, I'm going to say respect communication and consistency that is the goal if you're interested in calling and leaving a voicemail or a voice note please feel free to do so at 832-800-3176 once again that's 832-800-3176 um leave your name your number and a note or you can text that number as well all of those will suffice but we look forward to hearing from y'all i would love to have this conversation once again with people that may have to share an experience may want to be anonymous and share all of those are welcome but we really want to get down to how can we help the people in need how can we help the children how can you help these families all in total how can we help our community and our society be better so I'll be touching on some historical facts. I'll be sharing some experiences myself, as well as people coming on the show. And they're going to be sharing 
themselves during the makings of them or the makings of you, of course. And then we'll be back with the panel. We'll also be going over some facts and details. Majority's information will be based from Region 6 or the Department of Family Protective Services in Texas. But I will try to get a more of a statewide response if possible. If this information come to you may be incorrect or may not as be as accurate as you would like for it to be, please share. I'm big on updating and fact checking. Um, once again, this is based off my experience as well as the research I've done and the education that I have. Um, but I'm also basing it off others as well. That's why we're bringing caseworkers. That's why we're bringing attorneys and judges. That's why we're bringing family members. That's why we're bringing parents. What does it what does it feel like to have a, your children removed from you? I can't share the experience. I can empathize, but I cannot sympathize and imagine what they could absolutely feel like. So what's best to actually speak to people? But once again, I'm excited to do this with you all. Um, episodes will be released every Monday. We're shifting today from Wednesdays to Mondays. And yeah, make sure to like, make sure to share. Once again, make sure to share. I'm going to say it again. Make sure to share this. If you know someone that need to hear this, please, please, please share that with them one way or another. If you got to sit down in the car with them and listen to it with them, it's going to be helpful. I, I absolutely see a lot of progress. I see a lot of good things from this, but I really do appreciate the support and the engagement. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Hope y'all are excited just as much as I am. Um, but yes, like, share, support um, YouTube to Twitter to IG, to Spotify, to Apple Podcasts, to Podbean, the good pods, you name it, everything culture. Once again, E-V-E-R-Y-T-H-A-N-G, C-U-L-T-U-R-E, everything culture. You can make sure to find us on our website at www.everythingculture.com, or you can check us out on our number at 832-800-3176. Once again, this is B Drake or Drake with Everything Culture, the podcast for all cultures, the podcast with a purpose. And as always, our mission statement comes from the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And that is, he believed that men hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other. And they don't know each other because of segregation. And because of segregation, we have miscommunication. So this podcast has been built on the pillars of respect, communication, and consistency so we can get to know each other, so we can love one another. I'm going to say thank you all again. Looking forward to it. And God bless. Peace. Mm -hmm.